Christian art dates back to the third century, and one of the forms that it takes is that of icons characteristic of Eastern Orthodox Christianity. The word icon comes from the Greek word that means image or likeness. Now, contrary to what we often think, it is not merely a particular style of art that makes something an icon, but the subject it portrays, the meaning it expresses, the way it is used, and the prayer that goes into its creation. One subject of some of the great icons of Eastern Orthodoxy is Saint Pantaleamon. Saint Pantaleamon. He was born in the late 3rd century in the city of Nicomedia in what is now Turkey. And his name at birth was actually Pantaleon. That means, in all things, a lion. Pantaleon's father was pagan and his mother was Christian. And Pantaleon's mother instructed him in the Christian way until she died, at which time his father sent him to pagan schools where he was trained as a physician. One day a Christian priest reignited his curiosity in Christianity. Subsequently, Pantaleon was going down the street when he came upon a child who lay dead in the street from the bite of a poisonous snake. And Pantaleon prayed to God and promised Jesus that if the child was restored to life, then Pantaleon would be baptized. Well, the child began to breathe again, and Pantaleon went on to be baptized. The name he was given at his baptism, though, was very different from the name that he had been given at birth. At baptism, his name went from Pantaleon, a lion in all things, to Pantaleimon, which means all-merciful. Pantaleimon lived up to his baptismal name, curing those who were suffering, sick, needy, or indigent. He even went into prisons and cured the wounds of those held captives, usually Christians. Because Pantaleimon lived out the good news of the gospel in this way, Icons of St. Pantaleamon remind us of the mercy and forgiveness that Jesus practiced during his life, a mercy and forgiveness that can heal and transform us. Now, unfortunately, Pantaleamon himself did not live a long life. He was martyred at the age of 29. It seems that the emperor was more comfortable with the lion and everything Pantaleon than he was with the all-merciful Pantaleimon. At least a struggle of force was something the emperor could understand and could meet on its own terms. The power of love, though, changed the whole game and left him scared. Of course, this isn't a new story in our Christian faith. In today's Gospel from Luke, we see Jesus hanging on the cross at Golgotha. The soldiers cast lots for his clothes and leaders make fun of him saying he saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. Even one of the criminals derides him, taunting him with, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. Many times, though, our outer actions mask a deeper reality. And I think this was the case with those who mocked Jesus. They may have been making fun of Jesus on the outside, But deep down, they knew that his practice of radical love, mercy, and hospitality could change everything. They knew that love can overcome hate or intimidation or brute force. Jesus practiced this way of love to the end. 
when one of the criminals hanging next to him pleaded for Jesus to remember him when he came into his kingdom, Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This picture of Jesus loving the world and loving those in it to the very end, this is who God is. This is in the words of the letter to the Colossians, the image or icon of the invisible God. And I think it's especially important for us to remember this image on this day of all days, the day we celebrate Christ the King Sunday. When we hear the word king, we immediately think power. And power in the world we live in typically means the ability to get what we want. It's usually connected to our ego, to our need to feel important and secure. But the nature of God redefines completely what power looks like. What we see as Jesus hangs on the cross is that true power is the ability to love perfectly, to respond not out of ego, but out of God's desire for the world out of God's love and mercy. What we see as Jesus hangs on the cross is that true power is the refusal to become the very things we seek to overcome. What we see as Jesus hangs on the cross is that true power is the ability to respond to hate, intimidation, and violence with goodness, inclusivity, and love. To the outside world, this response may seem passive, But trust me, there's nothing weak or inadequate or unconvincing about it. In fact, this is the only kind of power that can transform the world. And that's why it scares so many people. No wonder Jesus was crucified, Pantaleimon was beheaded, and Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi were both assassinated. Sharing the mercy and love of God with the world can shake everything up. Like Pantaleamon, we are called to be icons of this love and mercy. It is a vulnerable way to live, and it's a costly one. It's natural to wonder at times if we even have it in us. Can we really be icons of that kind of love? Can we really step out of the kingdom of this world, a kingdom where we are expected to embody the power of a lion, and instead embody the kingdom of heaven? a kingdom where God reigns in all the power that is love. Can we really do this? Aren't we, after all, just creatures of flesh and blood? Yes, we are just flesh and blood. But what the Incarnation tells us, what Jesus shows us, is that flesh is fully capable of participating in God's power. Flesh is fully capable of being an icon of God's perfect love, and therefore so too are we. Today we baptize Alan Scott Bell. We welcome him into our church family and into the body of Christ. When he looks around this place as he grows up, may he see in all of us icons of God's love and mercy, of the only kind of power that can change the world. And as he grows in years and in wisdom and in his own love for God, we will celebrate the many ways that he too already and will in the future be an icon of God's love.